0: TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Join more of the things you love with TCL. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Welcome into Purple Daily. We're going to dive into a very, very controversial quarterback ranking. Uh, some disrespect slapped on the name of Kirk Cousins. By Chris Sims. but Let's also thank Federated Mutual Insurance Company here. Federated is here to help business owners in the state of Minnesota through potentially the most tumultuous and question mark filled 90 day period in history. And, and answers might still be foggy going forward. So if you need someone to help you with Strategic planning, anything revolving around protection and risk management, Federated is here to help you at federatedinsurance.com. You can also call your local marketing representative to access trusted resources you may need. At Federated Mutual Insurance Company, it's our business to protect yours. All right, welcome into the show. It's Purple Daily with Mackie and Judd, Declan Goff producing, no relation to Jared Goff, who we covered in an episode of Kirk or Blank yesterday. Um, you can always give us a five-star review and a positive rating on Apple if that's where you listen to the podcast. It helps spread the word about the show. And uh, and also, you can uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash North. So gentlemen, let's start the show today by playing a clip from Chris Sims, noted mediocre backup NFL quarterback, <laughs> son of son of Phil Sims, noted Super Bowl champion quarterback, right? And he has takes on where Kirk Cousins ranks among the 32 NFL starting quarterbacks. Yeah, that's why Kirk Cousins, to me, you know, just outside the top 12, Mike, for a lot of the reasons that you've seen, doesn't throw the ball great off of different platforms, not necessarily great when the pocket does collapse. You know, he's got a little bit of an elongated motion, but still, with what he's asked to do, you know the ability to throw the ball on the run, and honestly, this is what I want to like. Like I was saying to Derek Carr, hey, let it rip, let it go. Kirk Cousins, I want to say, hey, you're a better athlete than you give yourself credit for. Learn how to hop around the pocket and avoid people and still make throws down the field. He can do that. All right. So, what are your guys' thoughts on Kirk Cousins? A ranking thirteenth, and and B, all of the things that Chris Sims said as criticisms about Kirk Cousins.
1: Well, this is actually Chris Sims, not just the starting quarterbacks, Phil Mackey in the National Football League. This is his ranking of forty quarterbacks. He starts at forty and goes down. And just for a reference point, number forty on his list is Tua. Um, so, Cousins actually moved up. In Chris Sims' ranking from a year ago, he was uh, 15th a year ago, 13th this year. He is now in front of Roethlisberger at 14, Tom Brady is 15, Drew Brees is 16, which I find to be very interesting. Your guy...
0: That's ridiculous.
1: Philip Rivers is 17, Josh Allen is 18, Derek Carr is 19, and Garoppolo is 20. So so just the reference point here is we've got some decent names behind Kirk Cousins.
0: So you're telling me, okay, and we can debate where Kirk should fall. You're telling me in a ranking of NFL quarterbacks, that Philip Rivers and Drew Brees are right next to each other right now?
1: Yes, and Brees in the Sims rankings. This is not me. I'm just telling you, I'm the messenger here. Brees <laughs> fell from 10 to 16. Brady, a year ago, was 9th, and now he's 15th. And R- and Berger, who missed most of last year because of injury, went from six to 14th. So <sighs> Kirk Cousins is being slightly slighted here. But in that context, he's actually moved up, and right. and what Sim said. Oh, okay, so what Sim said though about Cousins to me to uh, touch on that is a little bit too simplistic. Of just hop around in the pocket, like Cousins on designed rollouts and bootlegs is pretty good, and and I think the Kubiak system used that uh, to Kirk Cousins' strength in 2019. But when you're t- but when you say things like, well, just hop around there. That means that Cousins can feel pressure, which I contend he can't. So just to be like, well, avoid the pressure, man. Well, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that'd be great. And and if Kirk Cousins did that, if Kirk Cousins had that had that gear in Kirk uh, Cousins' brain, first of all, he's a first-round draft pick. Second of all, he might be in the debate post-career to go to, to Canton and the Pro Football Hall of Fame, okay? So just to be like, well, yeah, man, if you just hopped around, it'd be better. Well, yes, it would be. The contention from me is Kirk Cousins doesn't have that gene, so you can't just say have that gene.
0: Right. So I think this leads to the to the theme of the show here today which is is there another level for Kirk Cousins? You know, I think you know some of these criticisms are valid in that like he's just you know he's he he kind of is who he is physically, and and he's 32 years old. It's not like he's a 24 year old who's still sort of surveying NFL defenses for the first time. So a lot of what you see with Kirk Cousins is what you're going to get at this age, but. Is there a next level for Kirk Cousins? I think that's something that that the Vikings are trying to figure out, and it's something that they probably need from him if they want to m- make it to and win the first Super Bowl in franchise history. So, um, so Judd, when 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 you think about a next level for Cousins, what does that look like for you? And is it feasible? Is it attainable?
1: Um, it looks like it looks like just hop around, man, hop around, f- <laughs> feel pressure, which you can't do. No, I I think I honestly think the Kirk Cousins and his coaches have gone a long way towards getting the most that they possibly can from Kirk. Now, if I give uh Kirk Cousins a Hall of Fame left tackle, a Hall of Fame left guard, a Hall of Fame running back, wide receivers, can Kirk Cousins' play go up? Yes, it can. But if I'm going to give Kirk Cousins what he currently has, which is, you know, an offense that I think certainly has its strength and and is no question run towards what Kirk Cousins does well, Do I think that just flat out the Kirk cousins that we saw in 2019 can now report for training camp in 2020 and find a new gear and find things that he previously wasn't talented at doing and starts doing my gut says, absolutely not. Does it? But just to be clear, because I feel it needs to be made clear in every conversation. I don't think he's a bad quarterback. I think, in a lot of ways he's probably maximizing the talent that God gave him. I just don't think that you can go in your brain and be like, "You know what? I'm going to work on this year feeling blindside pressure and I'm going to <laughs> sure. tackle that problem."
0: So I actually I I disagree with with I would say about half of what you just said. And so I I do think I do think there are certain things that he just isn't going to be able to add to his game. And, you know, the the ability to feel pressure and to sort of strafe in the pocket left and right and back and forward. I mean, that's something that Tom Brady, who is we talk about Kirk Cousins immobility. Tom Brady is less mobile than a tree trunk. And that guy still finds a way to, you know, in and out of little pockets within the pocket, find that spot, be able to keep your eyes down the field. Um, you know, Cousins has a little bit of a broken clock and a, and a broken sensor there that I just don't think at age 32 you're gonna. So I agree with you on that. Mobility, he's not Russell Wilson. He's not even really Ryan Tannehill when it comes to mobility. He's not, he's not a guy that's gonna run for 80 yards in a game or rip off, you know, he's not gonna rip off a mad scramble behind the line of scrimmage and avoid pass rushers. Uh, so those are things that just like, he is who he is. I also would even add to this list before I get to the things I do think he can get to the next level on leadership. I don't think he has the alpha, cool, calm, collected personality of a Peyton Manning, of an Aaron Rodgers, or a Russell Wilson. He's a little awkward. He's a little jittery. Like he's just, you know, he's he's kind of an odd guy. He's more of a beta personality. And I I think he I think he's likable in some ways. I think, you know, you've seen some frustration from teammates in other ways, but he's not necessarily like the beacon for the locker room that some of these top quarterbacks tend to be. So those things you and I agree on. Next level to me includes two things. And I think he can accomplish these two things even with those flaws. I think winning more big games is part of the next level for Kirk Cousins. The road, winning opponents, primetime, playoffs. I mean, you can count on one hand how many big games he's won in his career that fit the things that I just mentioned. Like, you know, how many, you know, he had he had a big one against New Orleans last year, throws that dime to Adam Thielen forty yards down the field. You're not going to do that every time. You're not going to go undefeated in your big games, but like don't be winless in Monday night football. Um, don't have seasons in which you go 0-4 in prime time, right? Last year was better. They beat the Cowboys in primetime. They beat the Saints in a playoff game. So you started to see some evolution there. Big game Kirk. He's not going to be like Tom Brady, but can he be even just 50-50 in some of these games and give the Vikings a chance to, to, to do the second thing, which is next level for Kirk Cousins, getting hot for a stretch in January. The San Francisco game. Um, I don't know if there's really anything the Vikings could have done to win that game in the playoffs because their offensive line just got smoked by a better defensive front and a better overall team. Mm -hmm. But, you know, getting hot for a stretch in January requires that you might have to, you might have to rise up and just overcome some offensive line adversity. Um, And you're not going to do it through mobility. So can you do it through other things? Can you do it through play calling? Can you do it through, um, through changing looks at the line of scrimmage? Like there's just things he's going to have to figure out. And and I keep going back to the fact that if you look at the quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls in the last twenty years, Kirk Cousins is better than not all of them, certainly, but some of them. Like he's to me, he's better than Trent Dilfer. He's better than Brad Johnson. He's better than Joe Flacco. He's better than Eli Manning. And you might say, okay, well Dilfer and Johnson had two of the best defenses of all time. And they and like it literally could have been Judd Zolgad taking snaps and and you would have won a Super Bowl with the Ravens in two thousand. But with Joe Flacco and Eli Manning I actually think Kirk Cousins. I know he's better than Joe Flacco. I think he's better than Eli. Like Eli had seasons where he threw 20 interceptions. Um, And so if if, if he can put it together in some of these big games and put it together for a hot stretch in January, that's the next level for me. And I think it's attainable. I wouldn't guarantee it. I wouldn't bet my life on it, but I think it's attainable.
1: The thing. And in Flacco's case, he just got incredibly hot. He just got so red hot during that playoff run. The Eli factor to me was he did have or does have that Manning gene of being able to slow things down when they're probably at their most hectic. I would tie in um, the Kirk cool point that you brought up, Phil, with the can he get hot and carry a team uh, for a stretch of games, not in October or November, but January, and say, I think the lack of being the guy, also makes it very hard to be that guy and and that doesn't mean that it's impossible but you know the fact is is I don't know that Kirk's teammates look at Kirk as a quarterback I think they look at him as a talented athlete probably in some ways but I do think that lacking that it factor which he does he just lacks he lacks something in the factor lacks it too well right and I guess the question is, can your defense play incredibly well and carry you and then you get hot too? I wouldn't say no. I, I would say it's probably 90-10 percentage-wise against that. Uh, but I do think it's important to link in what you brought, which is he's never really going to be that guy. With It then becomes very hard in January to say, okay, everybody shut up. I'm going to carry you, which is <laughs> right. what, which is sort of what the greats can do, and and yeah, if you put him on the 2000 Ravens or the Brad Johnson Buccaneers, and now say, okay, this defense is literally we're going to go back, you know, 15 years in how the game was played, and this defense is going to carry you, that would be possible. I don't know if in today's National Football League that that is a realistic thing though, just because now the game itself is morphed so firmly towards towards offense and not what it was back then.
0: Right. Well, I, I you know, going back to the Eli and the Joe Flacco thing, you know, if that's if if those are the guys that we're sort of looking at and saying, all right, you know, at no point were either one of those guys regarded as top 5 overall NFL quarterbacks at no point. Maybe Eli a couple times borderline, but that's kind of where Kirk Cousins is at, right? Like Kirk You know, at his best, you could, you can kind of see him like, oh man, he's kind of playing like a top five guy, but ultimately he's not. Like, he's not a top five guy. Right. Eli wasn't top five. Joe Flacco was nowhere near top five. Um, But they were both talented enough and good enough to ride the wave of a good defense and get hot at the right time. uh without being necessarily like great rah rah alpha leadership guys, like neither one of those guys and I'm not saying they weren't respected, but they weren't like, all right, everyone jump on my back type of guys. I got you. They're both more like pieces of cardboard, right? Like and like you know, I think Kirk has more of a personality than Joe Flacco, but but um but I think I think that's the formula. I don't think you need a 2000 Ravens defense or a 2002 Buccaneers defense to win a Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. Do you need a really good defense? Yes, but you'd say that about almost any super, like the Patriots aren't winning Super Bowls in years where their defense is garbage. So I think the model is 2011 Giants, 2007 Giants, 2012 Ravens, where you just need Kirk flaws and all to play at or near his best for right. a January stretch while right. your pass rush but, dominates. But, like, that's the model.
1: Stefan Diggs is partially gone because Stefan Diggs right or wrong didn't have the faith that Kirk can do that. Like Stefan Diggs, I don't think that that this is Stefan Diggs versus Kirk and I hate Kirk, but I do think that the San Francisco game probably was the final straw in saying in saying in the type of game that Phil you just laid out that your best receiver essentially said, "Okay, you just can't do yeah. it." And and that the was that's very game. instructive.
0: Yeah, in the San Francisco game like, it's it's such a tough autopsy because you look at what Kirk did or didn't do in that game and you say all right well like what what needs to happen for the Vikings to win this game and ideally your offensive line would just be better sure. and your quarterback would just have more time but there's there's going to be games like that. I mean the Seahawks have played games in the playoffs and the and the Chiefs even where the offensive line is getting smoked for a half. And, and what's the answer to it? And the answer is usually a guy that can escape pressure on his own and keep plays alive. And that's like going back to the beginning of the episode here and to what you're saying. That's one of those flaws. If you go back and look at that San Francisco game and say, all right, what are the things that could have happened here? Well, the offensive line could have been better. Well, it's a work in progress. The other thing that could have been done is your quarterback flushes out and keeps plays alive or runs for first downs and keeps the chains moving. Mm-hmm. And that's just not going to happen. Well, and Kirk. I think
1: in in so, Diggs' mind, and Diggs, there's no question about it, is an outstanding player. I think in Stefan Diggs' mind, okay, it would have been tough, but you've got to trust me too. And you've got to make throws that might backfire. But the only way w- with the offensive line, uh, having its ass kicked like it was by the Niners, the only way in Stefan Diggs' mind that they were going to win that game was for Kirk Cousins probably to take chances, which might be disastrous, but guess what? They might be fruitful, too. And Kirk's unwillingness to do that is probably sort of what makes Kirk Kirk, and and it's probably what's going to keep him away from, oh, my God, the Vikings just won a, a playoff game. Phil, I really think, and I could be proven wrong here, but I really think that Saints game is about as as well as Kirk can do, and I don't think he can do it for a stretch of playoff games. Do I think he can do it in November for a stretch of games? We've seen it. Absolutely. You start those puppies at noon, and you start them in October. Those noon kickoffs, daylight outside, Kirk, bang, 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 bang. But you take it to January. You take it <laughs> to January. Buffalo.
0: Unless it's Buffalo.
1: No, but I mean Buffalo now. he could, but But, you know, you take it to January now. And can you get Kirk through one game? We saw it against the Saints. Absolutely, defense played great. Can you get him through a, a, a package of games against playoff teams? I've got my doubts. But can can I go back to to Sims's rankings for one second? Sure. I mm-hmm. sat down last night and started this exercise, and I got through approximately seven. Oh, the,
0: the, glasses the, glasses the glasses are on. on. The glasses are glasses on. Glasses are on. Hey,
1: the, the notepad's out too. Right here. <laughs> So I sat down last night and started the exercise of trying to rank quarterbacks, okay? So, so like, where would Kirk fall in my world? And you know what I found? I got through about seven names, and the next tier of guys, I could, for the most part, put them in a hat, shake that hat up, pull them out, and be like, okay, cool. Yes. Mahomes won. Lamar Jackson, I think, right now, too. And that could change, but right now. Russell Wilson in my top seven for sure. Rogers still there, maybe falling, but I'm not. Go- I'm not gonna write him off completely yet. Deshaun Watson, absolutely love him. Okay, I think he's got a bright future. I know he's been hurt at times, but he's in my top seven. Personally, Drew Brees still there. I'm not dropping him to like what fifteen. To me. Mm-hmm. And 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 I sort of forced Dak in. Might be wrong. Might be right. But I sort of forced Dak in. Okay. But after that, I have you know cousins. I have Wentz. I have Tannehill coming off a great a great year. I don't know if he keeps that up. I personally have my doubts. I have Stafford. I have Brady. I have Garoppolo. The point being is, I got through about six or seven and said, after that, to me, total crapshoot.
0: So if you get to six or seven and you could make a case for Kirk Cousins being at or near the top of that next tier, isn't he then a fringe top five quarterback?
1: That's the thing. Kind of. But that's the conversation. And and my initial inclination to answer your question is no, no, no. But the reality is, coming off the season that Kirk had, he is for sure, and a year ago I did not have him as a top ten. But after the statistical season that he put together in 2019, I think it's very fair to say that he is for sure – could be a top ten guy, but it's also very easy to drop him out. That's my point. There's about six or seven of these guys that I I would say okay, I would take him, 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 and but after that, I think it becomes and this does not mean that they're not talented. I think it becomes incredibly a murky discussion.
0: Yeah, uh, we will at some point here in the next week or two. We're going to do an episode about if there's three minutes on the clock and your team needs a touchdown. And you've got one timeout left. This is your last drive. Tanner Morgan. Where does Kirk rank on that list? Tanner Morgan. Dude, Tanner Morgan's a boss.
1: You, you know why he he partially is? Because Bateman is a boss. And Tyler Kirk Johnson was else. a boss. Yeah, but Bateman, I, I'm telling you right now, I will stand by this. I think that Bateman is the best receiver in the state right now, including Thielen and Jefferson. Wow. He's incredible.
0: I think he will be at that's some. That's a point. hot take. But if he if he if he entered the NFL right now, I'm still taking Thielen. But it's a you know it's dude it's I saw a hot, take. He, a hot some, take. he makes some
1: he makes some Moss like catches.
0: Yeah, he's gonna be. I first don't know does for sure next year. Anyone? Yeah. Well, that's a wrap on this episode of Purple Daily. And if you've got thoughts um, where you think Kirk Cousins ranks one through forty, or if you think he has another level, so to speak, drop us a line in the YouTube comment section, youtubecom north. Thanks for hanging out.